Hey there, thanks for tuning in to Something New Every Week with your host, me, Jason Group. Each week, I'm going to give you something new that's happening in our photographic world, just some great conversations with my friends, and what's going on right now. Something New Every Week is sponsored by Miller's Lab. Miller's Professional Imaging is the largest professional lab organization in the United States. They provide professional prints and press products for professional photographers in all 50 states and Canada. And they're just a great company. If you don't know them, go check them out, millerslab.com. All right, something new every week. This week is one of my good friends and uh, someone I can always count on to have a drink with at any conference or trade show. <laughs> not, not to say that, uh, not to say that uh, he's an alcoholic or anything like <laughs> that. Just a good guy, and I'm really. It's been. Uh, I'm so excited that I can finally catch up with him because he's kind of a traveling guy and, and always kind of out on the road. William Innes, say hello. Hey, hi. Great to be here, Jason. Good to see you and uh, hear you again. So yeah, and. Uh, William is always one of those guys that is great for conversation, has been in our community for a long time, and not to say that he's old or anything like that, he's just been one of those guys who's been a smiling face at a, at a conference or trade show, and I've enjoyed uh, his conversations with me. He's had a long, very successful career and uh, has been involved in, in our industry and community for a very long time. He's a good teacher. And uh, just, I, again, an all-around good guy. So, William, for those people who don't know you, give us a little bit of, give us the two-minute history on, on you. All right, sure. I um, originally from Canada, moved to the United States over 30 years ago. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, you, may hear, you may hear an out and about. <laughs> After I, a couple of cocktails. Yeah, it gets worse. <laughs> I spent the early part of my life uh, in the aerospace industry, both in Canada and the United States. Uh, about 15 years ago, I walked off the cliff. You know, they say, follow your passion. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had zero weddings. And I became, what really what happened was I was working for this company and uh, I had a falling out with the owner on a Friday. Monday morning, I was a wedding photographer <laughs> with zero clients. And, uh, you know, as far as weddings and, um, you know, working with some of the uh, companies in the industry it was a real good run and then as everybody know COVID hits uh, my wife was with an airline so uh, I was out of work as a wedding photographer she was out of work as an airline employee so uh, a little over a year ago we bought a travel trailer and a pickup truck and hit the road and uh, we toured the USA for uh, about a year and now we've settled down I was originally in California now we've settled down on the east coast and, uh, you know, I'm getting things going again. I think like a lot of people are. Yeah. And that's, 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 that's a very short summary of your career. <laughs> that is for sure. I forget where in Canada were you? I was, uh, Richie from Montreal, but, oh, right. uh, lived in Toronto for quite a while and then Michigan, Arizona, California, and now Florida. Yeah, that's right. And then you settled in California and you were a wedding photographer for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about, I, I don't know a lot about your wedding photography career, so I want to hear a little bit about that. Yeah, I basically uh, started from scratch. I'm um, going to talk maybe later about some of the conferences, but I attended yeah. a lot of conferences, including the um, Digital Wedding Forum had a conference back in the day. DWF. 
DWF, yes, sir. So yeah. I used to go to that, and then you'd walk across the street, the valleys, and go to the trade show at WPPI. <laughs> so, yeah, I took a lot of education and um, was very lucky enough to uh, find somebody that believed in me and got me a, a sponsorship with a small lab that mm-hmm. unfortunately no longer exists. And that just led to a lot of different things and ultimately became a, a global ambassador for uh, Panasonic Lumix. That's right. Yeah, and I probably did about eight years with that. Um, uh-huh. I just stepped away from that, but it was an amazing run with them. I uh, got to go and speak around the world. I got to do shoots in like Colombia and um, Italy, and it was an amazing, amazing run. And weddings were a lot of fun. Got to do some destination weddings. Mm-hmm. They're not um, what everybody thinks they are. They're a lot of work, a lot really? of stress. <laughs> yeah, they are. You know, the biggest stress is what to bring. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, yeah. If you're driving to a wedding, you can pack a lot of gear and, you know, have the extra bag mm-hmm. in the trunk. And But, you know, when you're flying and you can only bring so much, it can be very stressful what to bring. And, I, you know. I, I uh, developed the fine art of being able to pack an entire suit in with my camera bag that fit in the overhead. <laughs> and if you folded it just right, you could actually pull it out without wrinkling it. And the trick was, yeah. here was the trick. The trick was getting a large Ziploc bag. And once you rolled it up, you put everything in the Ziploc bag. And then once you rolled it up, suck all the air out of it and then stick it in your bag and you could actually do it. But if you did it wrong, man, what a mess Look that out. was. It's so funny you said that because um, besides wedding photography, the other thing I taught a lot on and did a lot for Panasonic was travel photography. Mm-hmm. And That's I have right. a program I do on on travel photography, but more than half of it has nothing to do with photography. It's all travel hacks. And that yeah. is exactly what you just described. You can buy those <laughs> vacuum bags that you uh, suck the air out of. Yeah, I never got the vacuum bags. And I always was like, you know what? I, that's probably what I need is those vacuum bags. And And then, you know, if I really needed to pack a suitcase as well, you could really get a lot of stuff in there if you could just really fold them them properly. And I, yeah, I think there should be a whole course on packing photography gear <laughs> with your clothing. Uh, so, and and where in California were you based most of the time? I was based in the Los Angeles area, okay, just in gotcha. LA County, north of the city. Yep. Okay. So, long career, travel across the country. Let's talk about your trip across the country because I was really, uh, I enjoyed your travels, you decided to um, sell the house in California, which I think for must have been an interesting time to sell around COVID because you did it before the lockdown, actually, right? Yeah, actually, we, we, we had sold our house, believe it or not, eight years ago. Once the kids were gone, oh, okay. we wanted to downsize. We gave 80% of our stuff away, uh-huh. uh, moved into an apartment because, as I had mentioned, my wife worked for an airline, so okay. we traveled a lot. So we just wanted to be able to lock the door and go, not yeah. have the maintenance of a house. Um, so, yeah, but again, we gave everything left over. We gave 80% of that stuff away <laughs> yeah. last year. And it was June 21st. We hit the road. We bought a travel trailer. I'd never owned a pickup truck in my life. Um, <laughs> I need to hear more of this. Okay. Well, the pickup truck thing is awesome. So it's really <laughs> weird because my brother-in-law owns one in Canada. I have a kid uh-huh. who has a Ram. I have another kid who has a Ford F-250. <laughs> And, of course, I had to go Chevy Silverado. But um, anyways, I have a pickup truck, and it's my favorite vehicle ever. Yeah. I mean, I've had awesome sedans. I've had Corvettes. I love the pickup truck. I'm not giving it up. 
I would have never considered a pickup truck until we moved here. And yeah. I mean, mainly because of where we lived on the coasts, parking a pickup truck or in my case in New York is just driving something like that is such a beast. And when I drop my kid off of football practices in my Mini Cooper, I literally like squeeze between two giant uh, F-250s or 350s or in some case, dually 450s. And I laugh, but after riding in them with some of the parents and some of my friends, I'm like, oh, this is really nice. <laughs> I could it do this. It is super nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know why I used to laugh at them. I love it now. Yeah. So last June 21st, we hit the road in our pickup truck. We have a, a, a brand new 22-foot travel trailer. We have mm-hmm. a, a little dog. And uh, we just went up the, the coast all the way up to, you know, through California and Oregon and uh, dropped in to say hello to Andrew Fundenberg. Uh-huh. And, you know, we just did all sorts of cool stuff. Washington, went over to Montana, which I love. Uh-huh. Colorado. Um, one thing I did learn, though, I only have a, uh, a 150 truck. I should have a more powerful truck because coming over the Continental Divide, we uh-huh. decided to take the uh, worst pass possible. <laughs> Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, it was a lot of work. It had me, uh, like, you know, holding my breath a little. But we made it. Colorado, mm-hmm. Utah, Texas. It was great. Wow. We, uh, we outran three hurricanes last year down okay. in, you know, Louisiana, Alabama, uh-huh. Texas. Yeah. Florida Keys during the summer. So, I mean, uh, during the winter. So, yeah, it was awesome. What What would be – and, and the, the, <laughs> This is just about me now. Lots of people are buying campers now, and yes. I, I don't think this. Maybe in a few years, I could talk my wife into into buying a camper. But what would be your advice to a complete amateur? Say, all right, we're maybe thinking about buying a camper. Uh, my advice would be uh, buy a little bit bigger than you're more comfortable with, because okay. having never done it, you're always like, oh, how am I going to back it in? How am mm-hmm. I going to do this? And then uh, we bought it. Ours is 22 foot. And then we started getting um, travel trailer envy on the road. You know, we'd be like, <laughs> man, look at that fifth wheel. They've got like a kitchen island. They got two bedrooms. It was like pretty crazy. Um, but ultimately, we're glad we did not sell and buy another one because it's yeah. just a perfect size for Actually, we're leaving on Thursday. We're uh, driving. I have a son who lives up on a lake in North Carolina. Okay. We're going up there for a week. We're going to take it. He built us a pad right on his property. He's got oh, 11 acres, awesome. so we have our own electric, everything. It's pretty cool. That's neat. And I, I do love the idea of being able to just go to different parts of the country. And there's so much to see. Yeah, and if you don't it's like it. It's really you know, amazing. We had one sketchy experience. We had mm-hmm. booked this place for a week, and on day two, I looked at my wife, and we're like, yeah, we're out of here. <laughs> and then uh, we spent only one night, you know, like most Walmarts will let you spend the night there that's what i heard that's yeah I heard. crack a barrel and some other place so out of the whole year we spent one night in the walmart parking lot okay but, uh, it wasn't as bad as i thought it would be i actually <laughs> slept i actually slept that's uh, funny yeah. and did you so along the way uh, so you were you were driving a lot of this during the pandemic right yes and did you have trouble finding spaces to say stay yeah, because what happened, uh, you're absolutely right. It sort of went off the, you know, we bought ours just before the pandemic. And right. two months later, you couldn't find a travel trailer because everybody's got this great idea just sort of hit the road. So uh, as Thanks, much as COVID. you wanted to, yeah, if you wanted to be spontaneous, it was a little difficult. You had to do some planning. 
yeah. especially with like state parks, which are the best place to stay, by the way. They're beautiful. Okay. Most of them. Okay. Um, but yeah, you had a plan and sort of like, you know, okay, we want to be in this state at this time. And, you know, we joined a couple of, um, you know, online groups. There's uh, a great Facebook group and, you know, tips, just like any industry, right? Sure. There's, yeah. So sure. it was a learning experience and I loved it. If I hadn't have bought the house I'm sitting in right now, I'd probably still be on the road. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The only, and yeah. And maybe someday, I, although I, on Saturday I was driving up into St. Louis and I was behind this guy who was, it was probably about a 22 foot uh, trail uh, camper. And all of a sudden this thing started, uh, I don't know, shimmying. Swing. Yeah, Swing. Yes. Thank you. It was like out of nowhere too. And, and it was a little bit. And then all of a sudden it was a lot. And then all of a sudden I was like, holy shit, this guy's going to lose. This guy's going to jackknife on this pickup truck. <laughs> and I just hit the gas in my mini and just whoop, went around him. And he seemed to get it under control. But after seeing that, I was like, yeesh, I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, um, have good tires, have it checked out. I was following my son. He has one. We went um, in California on a, on a test run, as we called it, to push the buttons when I first got it uh-huh. to make sure I could. And we were following him home. Um, just north of LA, and that happened to him. He blew a tire, really? swayed on the highway doing seventy. And my wife and I were behind him and his family. It was really scary, but Oof. he handled it well. So, yeah, just make sure you. It's like a motorcycle. Make sure your tires are good. Brakes yeah, are good. yeah. So anyway, all right. Enough. All right. Enough about that. Let's talk about what you're up to right now. Uh, you launched a new business not too long ago, and uh, I want to hear a little bit more about that. Sure. I had actually launched it just before COVID. Right. Um, so, you know, seven <laughs> years ago as a wedding photographer, you know, any business, really any business you touch, they outsource something. And a lot mm. of photographers are sort of like um, they consider it an art, which it is. Yeah. Uh, but some of it is maybe not so much an art. Some of it's just, you know, repetitive functions. And one of those things was editing weddings in Lightroom. Yep. And, um, you know, when I used to do it myself, I think this is a familiar story, is uh, you get through half the wedding editing it yourself in Lightroom, you're on image 500, mm-hmm. and you've been staring at that computer screen mm-hmm. for four hours, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden you're like, do all the people look like red, or do they look green, <laughs> or, you know? And then you go back and try to fix it, which mm-hmm. is even worse, and then basically what you do is you delete it and you start over again. Yeah. So, you know, I quickly took some of the tricks I'd learned from the aerospace industry and said, you know, this is, I'm going to outsource like bookkeeping. I hate, mm-hmm. I hate accounting. I hate bookkeeping. Outsource it. And I found somebody seven years ago to outsource my color correction and, you know, basic Lightroom editing too. And it was so liberating and amazing. So yeah, there's a bunch of companies and I even have some friends that own some of them like uh, Ty was on your show. Him and yeah. I are good buddies. Okay. Um, but I decided to launch my own business just before COVID. And it was, Good timing. You know, yeah, you know, it was targeted <laughs> for uh, mainly wedding photographers. So that sort of took a hit. And yeah. um, I've just started firing it back up again, okay. maybe two months ago. So now I'm in the social media thing, just starting again, uh-huh. uh, tweaking the website offerings. Um, Going to be, you know, traveling to some of the conventions to talk about it. But, you know, basically we just offer simple – and the great thing about us is, you you know, there's, there's, there's no membership. You don't okay. have to sign up for a monthly plan. Um, our pricing is very fair. Mm-hmm. 
And, uh, you know, we turned things around in two to three days. We just offered mm. uh, just an added simple wedding album design, okay. portrait album design. We're going to um, get retouching up in about a couple of weeks. Okay. So basically we can do culling, color, correction. We can do, you can upload your own presets. So we have a preference panel because everybody's sort of into their own style these days. Okay. You know, light and airy, dark and moody. Yeah. Changes a lot. Yeah, I know. I know it changes a lot, but to each their own. And uh, whatever you want to do, we can sort of replicate it. So, and the company's called Color Edits, right? Color Edits. Color edits co- yep, coloredits.com. Yes, okay. sir. Uh, and for those people who have never worked with an outsourcing of editing, let's let's simplify it a little bit because you kind of went over a, lo- a lot there. So yeah, when you're looking for for outsourcing of 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 images you i think when photographers first get started they you like you said they want to do everything themselves and will bog themselves down and quite often our attention span and i notice kind of across the board we get about an hour of good focus time after that it becomes 40 minutes after your break after that it becomes a half an hour and then it really starts to shorten after that. At some point, with enough work and you get bogged down, you have to find a way to get someone else to do it. And that's where looking at companies to do culling for you, culling meaning going through 2,000 images and editing it down to not even doing any work on it, just deciding I want 800 pictures from this and then I'm going to work on that from there. Outsourcing just that part of it can save hours. And then color correcting, just global correcting, right? Yes. And then adding your special sauce to it, which is what you were saying about presets. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. And yeah. I was just going to say, I just want to go back to Photoshop for one quick second. When I first started to go back to your analogy, uh, I would get an image I'd want to work on, and uh, you know, an hour later, I'm still working on the same image. It didn't take me long to figure out, okay, it's sort of cool photo, but I'm not going to make any money doing this. Right. I think everybody starts out with the cool factor. This is fun, enjoyable, That's but the bottom point. goal, if it's a business, you got to make money. Yeah. So what I did was I put a little electronic timer on my desktop on my computer, and I set it for four minutes. Mm. And I'd play a game. I'd hit the timer start. I'd start editing a photo. And the game was when the buzzer went off in four minutes, I had to stop. Yeah. And I taught myself to edit any image in four minutes or less. Same with outsourcing. Everybody wants to do it themselves. But really, if you can save eight hours, you know, and it may cost, I don't know, $150, $200. And I tell everybody, just add that to your price. It really won't make a difference. People will still hire you. But for that 200 bucks, if you were charging 700, I mean, if you were using a wrap rate, that's like a number that a lot of businesses use all enclosed mm-hmm. of $75 an hour. If you were to hire a plumber electrician, he's going to charge us 75 mm-hmm. an hour. He's got health insurance to pay for, workman's comp, et cetera. If you were taking 10 hours and you use $75 an hour, that's 750 bucks. If you can get it done for 200, it's a business decision. Right. The other thing is it's an opportunity cost. That's right. another business term. You can only be doing one thing at one time. So you can either be editing or you can take that 10 hours. And, you know, and a lot of people say, hey, go for a walk on the beach, hang out with your family. Right. I'm more the type, hey, take that 10 hours and work on your business. Yep. And the area to work on your business is marketing. Get out yep. there, more social media, meeting people face to face again, which we can do now. 
Um, and that's how you grow your business, not behind the computer moving Lightroom sliders around. No. And it's so, you know, and it's so easy to do. All you have to do these days now with smart previews is upload the smart pre preview folder catalog file. It transfers real quick. A couple of days later, you just get the catalog file back. You click on it. Everything opens in Lightroom. It takes a few minutes to, like, you know, reset, and there's all your images corrected. It's pretty amazing. It is, and we definitely have so many more technology advantages in just what you described, the, the speed of being able to take these huge files, and you're only using smart previews, so everything is, is done for you, and loading them back in takes seconds, whereas in the old days, I guess is the best way to describe <laughs> it, you're uploading uh, high-res files, and they're correcting uh, it. Two, and yeah, two days. Two sometimes. days to get it, and dial up, and, and all that <laughs> nonsense, and... Uh, on young people, that's just lost. We, they, they, they don't understand that. Uh, 1200 bowed, you get that. Yes, the I old. do. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. I do. Yeah. I do. Uh, and I was at a conference recently and somebody brought up the point, that, which I think is really funny. I do think, you know, for example, you mentioned Thai and with Rebuku and doing composite work in sports photography and all of that stuff. And I've been doing some sports and volume stuff as well, lots of composites. And I've been doing all the work myself. It has been a bear. And the only reason that I've been doing it is because I really want to understand the work that I'm doing before I start outsourcing it. And I do think it's important to spend at least a little bit of time understanding what you want. So understanding what preset that you want to send to you guys or what you want your images to look like. So you do need to spend some time moving those sliders around. But at some point, you have to say, enough is enough. I need to send this to somebody to do this and I need to let go of this. But somebody had brought up the point of like, how ironic is it that we spend a lot of time talking about this. We All we want to do is be photographers. And this is this is the, we're supposed to be a love of ours, but yes, we got to get rid of doing this production work, right? And there's, there's a little bit, of, to me, there's always a little bit of irony that you're giving that up so that you could go do business stuff. But the bottom line is in the world that we live in today, marketing is harder than ever, especially with some of the, the changes that have been done in Facebook and Instagram now to even reach people. Uh, you need to spend twice as much time doing it. And that's one of the reasons why you got to give it up. Anyway, that's yeah. my, that's my tangent off on that. No, Let's, it's true. You have to yeah. know, you have to understand the process process. Right. Canadian there process. <laughs> um, I know but you have to understand it before you can actually take action to either outsource it or, you know, no yeah. different than accounting. I hate it, but you know, you got to know where your money's going. That's a great point. Once you understand where it's going and how it moves around, then you can outsource your accounting and bookkeeping. Right. So speaking of conventions and conferences, it's my favorite subject. <laughs> uh, will you be attending WPPI in a couple of weeks? I am. You um, are. I was really on, I was really on the fence. Are you exhibiting? I am not. Okay. Um, I am helping a couple of speakers. Um, uh, somebody was nice enough to, uh, gracious enough to let me sort of sponsor them. They're going to give me a table at their oh, talk. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm just going to go and push color edits. Yeah. Uh, I'm not expecting much this year. Uh -huh. You know, you know, the W. Yeah. I'm holding yeah. my breath because, you know, it was, uh, you know, the, uh, the MGM years were awesome. 
Yeah, they were. Yeah. Especially yeah. the first or second year where they had two for one vodkas. Not that I'm a big drinker. <laughs> I do it. remember that. You do. It I do great. miss that bar. Yeah. I miss what Rouge. was the bar called? Rouge. I do miss the Rouge. bar. Rouge. Rouge. I do miss Rouge. And when they changed so you it, you know, um, yeah. Now it's called Losers. Like really? I know. I know. When they changed then, it to um, Losers, I was like, oh gosh, this is all, it's over. Do you know uh, Jeff and Lori Poole? Yeah, of course. You know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I shot their wedding, but that's where they met in Rouge. I, did, I think I did know knew that knew she was that. living in San lot, Diego. There was a lot of relationships started at Rouge. I think so. <laughs> so uh, yeah, there was great years, and then they went to the convention center, and I, you know, you know like wow, it was like different, and mm-hmm. then you know, there are a lot of changes. So I really don't know what to think about this year, to be honest. I am scheduled. I have a, I have plane tickets in a hotel room to go, and uh, I don't know. I. A month ago, I was like, I'm going because, you know, it's WPPI. And, but with the variant and everything else, and everybody knows how sick I was, I'm just so scared that I don't even want a mild version of COVID again. And that's where I, 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 I know that the chances of me getting really sick is, is pretty minimal. And maybe I'm just being really overcautious, but I, I'm really on the fence about whether I'm going to go or not now, and I need to make a decision in the next couple of days. I the thought of missing is really hard, but it's purely selfish on on my part. Like just not even both the vaccines kicked my butt, and 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 then I was so sick for so long, and all I really care about is running that half marathon in October. So I don't you want take anything care of yourself to yourself first. I don't want to do anything to derail that. But I do feel bad for these guys because I thought that this would be the right time to do this show and everything would be fine given it was the summertime and we would be not where we're at right now. And now I'm really worried about all these conferences that are coming up in the fall, whether or not it's even responsible to have them. And, you know, what are we going to give, are we going to be good for imaging, you know? No, look at the, uh, look at the Olympics. Right. Or look at uh, Chicago, Lala Lapuza last weekend with, yep. you know, 100,000 people, like face to face, sort of yeah. scary. It's, yeah. And I have t- concert tickets on Thursday night here in St. Louis at a small concert hall. And I, I don't know if I'm going to go to that either, too, because it's, it's, I have tickets to see the Black Pumas, which I know it's going to be a younger oh, crowd. Right. Yeah. And I'm really looking for, I've been, I've been, bought the tickets like eight months ago and and I'm really looking forward to, to to going to see them but i know it's going to be a younger crowd and and it's just it's a nightmare it's a nightmare scenario like lala Balooza. <laughs> so I, I i just don't know and i'm i'm really worried uh, about the fall but I, I really hope that we can meet in dc for imaging usa and not have the situation that we're in right now right Right. So, well, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Anyway, I think we're going to wrap it up here. I, I appreciate uh, chatting with you today. Go check out coloredits.com. William is a super duper awesome guy. He's definitely worth a look. Uh, I only have people on this show that I have mad respect for and uh, you can't go wrong with this guy. So check it out. And uh, thanks for being on the show today. Hey, thanks for having me, Jason. It was great. All right. That's it for this week's episode of Something New Every Week. 
If you'd like to be a guest on the show, you have something to talk about. I want to hear it. Lots of good stuff going on right now. I want to hear about your pandemic projects. I want to hear about you opening up and shooting weddings again and your senior, high school senior work. I want to hear about it. So reach out to me. I am not hard to find. And uh, we'll catch you next week on this week's On Something New Every Week. Take care. Thanks again for tuning into Something New Every Week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you do enjoy these episodes, I love it if you hit that subscribe button on however you're listening to this. Again, we want to thank our sponsor, Miller's Lab, millerslab.com. Great company. If you're not familiar with them, you should go check them out. Thanks again for tuning into Something New Every Week. We will see you back here next week.